Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden and Logan. We're going to be discussing the film The Revenant, featuring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Uh, this film was released in 2016. Um, in theaters, it was released January 8th, 2016. Uh, the release date for streaming platforms was April 19th, 2016. The box office gross uh, in the U.S. was $183.6 million. The runtime for the film is about two and a half hours. And the distributor is 20th Century Fox. And just overall, in my opinion, this is a masterpiece. But just before I get everyone's opinions and stuff like that, I did just want to quickly give our listeners out there some summary and just read the movie information. Um, now let's, let's get into the story here. While exploring the uncharted wilderness in 1823, frontiersman Hugh Glass, a.k.a. Leonardo DiCaprio, sustains life-threatening injuries from a brutal bear attack. When a member, aka Tom Hardy, of his hunting team kills his young son, his young son, aka Forrest Goodluck, and leaves him for dead, Glass must utilize his survival skills to find a way back to civilization. Grief-stricken and fueled by vengeance, the legendary fur, uh, fur trapper treks through the snowy terrain to track down the man who betrayed him. That just overall, you, you get the gist. It's exactly. a revenge kind of story. Um, and it's if you guys, Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio as the two main characters. Yes, and if our listeners out there did listen to the episode on Hugh Glass, you'll have a little more understanding on Hugh Glass's character, especially going into the film if you've not seen it before. But Logan, I know you haven't seen this movie before. Let me let us know. Up until now. Yeah, up until now, like let us know what your thoughts on just. The whole film was, the writing, the producing, the acting, everything. Just give us your take here. So, what sparked me wanting to watch this is, Kane, you were in my room, mm-hmm. and I saw a little ad on my TV and said, The Revenant. And so I pictured Leo in a little fursuit, it's The Revenant. I'd never heard of the movie before, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. And it said, streaming free, on freebie. I was like, you know what, let me watch this. And Kane, you were like, yeah. ah, I think you should wait for Trevor. Yeah, I was like, you know, that's, the, that's Leo's one and only... Fucking Oscar! I had no idea. Yeah. And and he was like, "Oh shit!" I had no idea. We gotta we gotta wait till Trevor. It's yeah. an epic, bro. Yeah. But what, what else did you so, think about it? Um, started off, you know, and off rip, you know, it starts off with the the war between or little battle between the glasses team. No cuts in that. No in cuts. That little thing, bro. And they start off with I think forty men, um, and I think like half half of their men just get destroyed. By the it was Native, 32. By the Native Americans. 32 what, was, what was the clan called? Um, it was the uh, Kiararia. Something like that. Yeah. It's very, Tribe, like, not we're not trying to butcher that or be disrespectful <laughs> at all, but it's it's around the modern-day South Dakota area, so whatever tribe was in that. I thought it was Missouri. Well, no, it was, it, it was where, where he was fur trading and where that occurred. Uh, they had to retreat down to Missouri, okay. and that's where they, mm-hmm. you know, were, they had less men and had to trek back to Fort Kiowa, which is the only fort in that area, but um, continue Logan. Yeah, uh, started off, you know, just off-rip, no cuts, no nothing, just an epic scene. Um, and you learn a little bit about how, you know, he how he lived with uh, Native Americans, he speaks a Native American tongue. As a half. He half speaks Tawny. His, his son, was a, son was a half Native American. Um, and then, you know, it, it kind of just drops you in, you know, like, you don't know <clears throat> the year, you don't know... Mm. 
where it is, it kind of just drops you in. And, then and we even even like during watching it, we were trying to like put the pieces where together, it was. Like, yeah. Okay, this has to be after Louisiana Purchase because mm. of where they are. And I was saying like maybe it's Idaho, maybe it's Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking clue where, yeah. where it was. Um, but yeah, then the story just keeps going on. You know, more men keep getting lost. Um, and then it goes to the bear fight scene. And I was talking to one of my buddies at work, and and I was talking, I was trying to watch this movie. And he was saying like the 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 bear the bear fight scene is like gut wrenching, mm. and I watched it and it is mm. we can all we can all say it is, yeah. um, but just visually this might be the greatest movie I've ever seen. It, it is the greatest movie I've ever seen. The, the I don't know how the how it's uh, real. Yeah, and the, it's it was made in where Argentina. Argentina, Argentina mainly yeah. shot there. Yes, in the um, most southern tip. Yeah. So it's freezing and you got all you have all terrains you have the frozen mountains you have you know grasslands you have everything um but i don't know how the director like even like thought of that and got those shots because like that whole like mid middle of the movie there's barely any words and it's just shots Mm -hmm. of just beautiful scenery and and just they kind of tell the story for you exactly Exactly. and it's just glass struggling walking And, (laughs) and we're talking about this like this guy is I know, like, the story's exaggerated, but it's based on a real guy, and if, if anything he did, like, was close to what in this movie, like, he, he he's a badass. Yeah. And, Trevor, we were saying this during the movie, we were like, N- you and I, anybody living nowadays, we're not surviving in this, in this condition. Uh, no. Absolutely uh, not. I mean, you saw how brutal and real, even, like, the, the acting, like, the portrayals of how savage it was right. back then, it was grim, gray, mm-hmm. I mean, even nasty. After, even after, like... A fucking bear attack. You got the cold, uh, snowstorms, mm-hmm. and he's with his homie. Native Americans him. on their trail. Then his homie gets fucking hung. It was a, a, the Native American made a fire in, in the middle of a snowstorm. windy snowstorm and still made a fire. Yeah. Or Trevor, it was that one scene where he's just, just like striking the rocks together. And you're like, how? How is he doing this? How did he survive? And it's just like. It's, Nowadays, we don't know how to do that shit. It's crazy. Yeah. It showed, like, the survival instincts of humanity back then. Mm-hmm. What people had to do, they lived off the land. Where he, and, he was in, the, he was in the, the ocean and just picked up a fish and just, doesn't even cook it, just starts, bites his head off. Right, it's like, when, he, the river. Yeah. when he gets out of the river and he, yeah. he makes that little trap for yep. the fish. It's very, it, the, the attention to detail is creative. It's very, it's like this. It's and intuitive. It makes I, you think. This director, what's his name? Um, shout out to Alejandro Gonzalez Inratu. Uh, I apologize if I butcher your last his, name. His use of 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 movie and just a sound, of music and the soundtrack of this song of, of this of this movie is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like, especially building up to that that one point where he's uh, he built the fish trap. He's about to yeah. go get the fish. You have all the suspense built up. You know, take take away all the music from this movie. I guarantee you, it's not a good movie. Like, I agree. the The soundtrack wasn't like you're not gonna hear anything like exactly. you know now, but like the sound no, no, itself. No, there's, there's no was, songs. It just sounds. It added the intensity to shows emotion. Yeah. And if, if if a director can can capture an audience or any type of movie with the use of music and the use of just sounds, then right. that is a next level. That's all I'm about to say is that the fact that he did that with with little exactly. use of words. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his track record. This is by far his best film. Mm-hmm. Anything that's come close is a really good movie called Birdman, um, which I would love to do a review on later. But you, you were talking about the cinematography, just the beautiful use of just the camera 
capturing unreal shots of the sky, the mountains, just the terrain. Um, I I think that's what made this movie win. I, I don't know how many Oscars it won. I think I think at least three. Mm. But I know it got best performance, best lead actor, obviously with Leonardo DiCaprio. But just just getting into him, you know, w- what do you think about his performance? Because not only was he in these freezing conditions. But his character, he had to play a man that got his throat slashed. So he, he couldn't. Talk. He couldn't speak. He was using. Like he was his behavior, his like mannerisms, his grunts. It was all real. Like it sounded like an and injured walking, person. You know. Mm. Yeah. Everything. His movements. Everything was just so raw and real. What did you think about him? Do you think um, this was his best movie? Yeah. So obviously, you've seen. There's a lot of good Leo movies. Great Leo movies that you know we we have all watched mm. together. Hundred um, <clears> percent. <throat> But this one, 100%, is his best performance. Yeah. And like, like I was saying, it's with very few words. Mm-hmm. And the fa- like, there's not many actors that can do that, period. I agree with that statement. Um, so the fact that he, he put on a performance like in the way he did and just the style of the movie, like, it, it's 100% his best performance, in my opinion. And I think it worked with the minimal amount of dialogue, mm-hmm. especially with the main character. And then you were also touching on the fact that it was mainly focused on the scenery. Mm-hmm. So, like, that comboed with, like, it's not focusing on jamming you, like, on, on legit, like, forcing dialogue down your throat, like, but just fucking cheesy. What's the movie with fucking the guy that goes to the Lakers game? So what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, were you talking about Adam Sandler, bro? No, oh, no, no, The Departed. The Departed, yeah, 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 yeah. That's full of dialogue, yeah. but it's, it's... It's a good movie, but it's like... It's a really good movie. Different style. It's a know. very different style, because that's like a mob film, mm-hmm. but when you're talking to Leo, like, when you're talking about Leo, his performance in that was like a very flustered, kind of desperate, like, on drugs, kind of... Mm-hmm. He's fucked up in the mind shit. That's kind of like what we knew Leo as, like, before. Like, think of The Wolf of Wall Street, drugged up, like, to hell on that. Catch me if you can. He's a he's a criminal, a smooth criminal on the run all the time. Even um, the Titanic. He's a cheese ball with Riz game out the ass. The, the dream one. What is it? Oh, Inception. Inception. He's yeah. fucked up in the head. Exactly. Tenet. Like, like, Tenet. Oh my. In God, this, you see him as like a raw, like literally just raw. Like, oh, I think talking about Christopher Nolan. Oh no, Christopher Nolan. No, but um, shout out to Christopher Nolan, I guess. Yeah. But he didn't really have a part of this movie, but. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, we got it, man. Leonardo DiCaprio, as we were talking about, like you were, you were saying, we t- we kind of tied it there perfectly. He kind of plays like very like mentally complicated characters, yeah, yeah. but in this, like he had a very complicated journey in front of him. Like everything was like visually in front of you, mm-hmm. and you get to see that more than you know he's chasing around a snitch in Boston type shit. Right. You know, like yeah. in this, he's literally fucking about surviving. To die. Like, exactly. He's surviving and. I, I talked about this in the, the the story of Hugh Glass episode, um, but the bear attack is infamous. Like this is what he is most known for, and the cre- excuse me, the creativity on the scene um, in the film. Yes, the bear is CGI, but what they did for Leo to make the the actual impacts look real is they actually attached him to a crane. And they were slamming him around on the ground. No, it was a dude in a fucking. No, there was. Like he had arms. He had bear arms. I saw. Well, no, like the, the, the bear is yeah. fake, but the crane is what's moving Leo around. No, there, there was there was also a dude. And I swear to God, I saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was. I'm sure the pummeling scenes when like yeah, the yeah. bear's swiping, but mm. when Leo's getting thrown around yeah. like a rag doll, which is mm. the majority of a mauling attack. In general, I'm sure, just getting thrown mm-hmm. around like you're a piece of paper. <laughs> or just on the ground. <laughs> yes, but uh, just that whole scene alone, I, I know you touched on it there, Logan, 
But Caden, what are your thoughts on the intensity mm-hmm. levels of that scene? And you know, maybe not just that scene, but like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so like I talk, We talked about this the whole episode, how raw and real it is. It's but like a journey. What are your thoughts on like mm-hmm. how the director and the performances were able to make the movie seem like it's so intense, like very, it's like always life or death type shit. I have, I have one, not even word, but sound to make for this movie, and it's uh, because Ooh. I just that was the sound I made when I fucking busted in my pants. <laughs> what? That was that was the sound Yo, I made what? when I was watching this movie, <laughs> fucking start to finish, especially in that bear scene, bro. That was one of the craziest scenes I've ever fucking seen, bro. It is. It, it's it's an iconic scene for me. When he gets out, that, when he shoots that shit, and it just eats it, bro. Yeah. And then he has to get out the knife and start pulling Stands Rambo. Hard. I mean, he had to shoot it there, because it was coming back to him. It was reapproaching. No, but what do you do when you shoot that thing straight in its face, I mean, and it just looks back up at you? That's I, when you know you're fucked. I, I shoot it in the eye. But honestly, though, like when you actually break it down to like animals and shit, you can cut a chicken's head off, and the it's body, nice. yeah, it's gonna, the body's gonna Man, still run. So drive, like, bro. At least I, I'm sure in that instinct. When we're talking about the movie, I don't know what the actual events of the real life bear attack were, but when we're talking about the film, I'm sure fighting a bear would be pretty hard. Hugh bro. Glass in the film was like, bro, I, maybe this will scare him off or something, scare her off because she had two cubs. Mm. And from what I've heard, especially on Joe Rogan's podcast, like they're like. They're like sharks with fur. Like no, they, all the bears around the cubs, hell yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're very fearless. protective. I mean, like one of the fucking scariest things very ever. Very protective. But, Fuck that. Um, anything else to add on that, Caden? With the intensity That's, level um, of the movie, besides, I, uh? <laughs> <laughs> I liked. Uh, I, I liked it when he's he actually you know they're 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 chasing down Tom Hardy. And Fitzgerald, 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 Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, the captain, captain. They have that that little standoff, and he just he, he, why does he reach for his gun so slowly, well, bro? Well, like his, his gun was hidden by his left arm and the cape, and like he did have the drop on it because like he did fire a shot off. Mm-hmm. Like there was equal, he had the high ground. Don't ever be done at that point, but well, no, like he didn't expect him to. I, I honestly wouldn't have expected him to. Reach too, but like he actually was an honorable dude. He tried yeah, well, to care for his boys. Tried to make it right, but I think at uh, that point it was just about his money, though. Like he, that's why I wanted to kill him. He stole all of his shit. But you mentioned Tom Hardy's character Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you guys about oh, yeah, Tom Hardy. Uh, Me personally, he's in my top five of all time. I, there's so many movies of Tom Hardy that just mm-hmm. blow me out of the water. But this is probably my favorite performance of his, and I I didn't want to tell you guys like. Yeah, well, especially Logan that going into the film because I didn't want him to like take away from Leo because he mm. Leo won the Oscar, but in my opinion, they might my, have deserved it. my my I think Tom Hardy deserved Best Supporting that year. He didn't even get nominated. Wow! But uh, it was amazing. But what were your guys' thoughts on Tom Hardy, Logan? Oh, he was an asshole. He he, he made you <laughs> want to hate him. Yeah, he did. And when an actor does that, that's you know they're doing they're doing a good job. Yes, mm. I agree. Um, but I mean the. The accent, the way he was talking, you know, mm. everything about him, his character was just perfect. Especially that scene where, like, he was about, he, like, legit pulled the trigger with that gun to the kid's head. Bridger. Mm-hmm. 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 Look at your lucky day, boy. So he would have killed him, like, would've, he would have. He was a wild card. Like the, like, the entire time, he only looked out for his From the start, interest. from the start, he was always mm-hmm. an asshole. I mean, and, you know... But maybe I, maybe I like him because he reminds me of Frank Grillo in the gray a little bit. I don't I don't know if Caden probably gets that reference, but Frank Logan, Grillo. I got to show you that movie for sure. Oh, in the gray, yeah. But um, Diaz, he's basing Fitzgerald on a real person. 
And again, listen to the uh, history of Hugh Glass episode to understand a little bit more about Fitzgerald. But the movie does take the take the real story and and take it on its own path. The Hollywood and, path. Yeah, and that's fine. But in real life, Fitzgerald was a true coward and went and enlisted in the army, and he was not able to be killed by Hugh Glass. And Hugh Glass has a famous quote to him: "Never leave the army." He told him that, and I I don't know what happened. I don't know if Fitzgerald ever did leave the army. But uh, Hugh Glass couldn't touch him when he enlisted. So, but in this, they actually, you know, the, the chase scene. Story gets finished. The the chase scene, guys. Just that intensity of Captain and Hugh Glass going after Fitzgerald together. Mm. Captain obviously doesn't make it. And, and my favorite part was um, when they're talking beforehand, and Leo, in his raspy, no voice, he's like, "Nah, when when whatever." is running away, they go to the forest. He's like, he's already trapped. Like, I already have him trapped. He doesn't know it. Mm. That was my favorite part. Because he, he is he a did. trapper. He is mm-hmm. a fur trapper. Mm-hmm. He's a hunter. Mm-hmm. And that's a good reference to what he does. But that is a great scene when he's talking to Captain Henry. Because, like, that was, like, one of the few scenes we actually got, like, a lot Dialogue. of, like, like, an actual conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel, like, forced. Like, there wasn't a lot. Like, shout out to everyone's performance in oh, this movie. Like, I, I like the interaction between... Uh, the Native American friend. Oh yeah, I love the French. Mm-hmm. I love the Native American. The, I don't know if I like the French. No, no, no. You can't <laughs> like the French, brother. Pe- like in this, they're pieces of shit. But in real life, uh, Hugh Glass was actually employed by a French pirate. But in in this, they are portrayed as just kind of rival fur traders. But they were taking advantage of the Native American tribe and angering them. And in a series of unfortunate events, Hugh Glass and a daughter of a chief. Pawaka is her name, actually meet in a French encampment, and he frees Pawaka after after she departs a man from his ball sack, which was a was a was a, was a fun scene, I guess, not for that individual, but uh, um, <laughs> definitely that scene was crazy when he had to go cut the horse open, live inside it, like yeah, not live inside it, but sleep inside look, it. That's probably the best thing he's felt that entire time. No, for sure. Just the, oh my god. But I mean, just like, and then also shout out to the makeup crew. The wounds looked so oh, real, so good. Practical effects Horrible. looked really good. Yeah. Horrible, yes, but like really realistic. realistic. Yeah. Um, but getting back to that final, the ending, the chase scene. You know when they're you know running through the woods, running up the hill, sliding down the the hill, to firing shots at each other, and then it comes it's down to that hand to hand fight with the knife. Then it comes down to that river scene, mm-hmm. and like. You already see the barbaric nature of that fight. What were your thoughts on that final uh, fight scene, Logan? It was fulfilling. It, it fulfilled the movie. It did. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I remember um, Glass chopped off Fitzgerald's fingers with the axe, and Caden was like, hey, maybe they're on equal playing grounds now. And I was like, nah. This man survived a bear Right. I was like, nah. <laughs> Chop off that man's leg and maybe... Yeah. Uh, I don't think nothing. I don't think anything was stopping Glass at that point. Like it was, I think Fitzgerald knew it. Um, That's why he stopped running at that point. Yeah. You know. Uh, just that was it was fate. It was destiny. And I know it was dramatized. I know it's not really what happened, but you know, for the movie's sake, like it just it had to happen. Mm-hmm. It did. And then it cuts to the end. Where minor spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but um, it cuts to the end after uh, Glass is done. It's it's his wife which she died a while ago it shows yeah. him looking at her and she walks away and at the end you hear glass's breath go out so you know you assume mm-hmm. he probably died too at the end finally got some peace exactly, exactly. Uh, he finally you know rested not rested but you know 
there's he got something. Yeah, you know. At least he got a good image in his head. Exactly. But Caden, I did want to briefly ask you about the events that did take place right before that scene Logan Mm -hmm. referenced, which that is the ending. But when um, Fitzgerald Glass actually didn't kill Fitzgerald in the in the movie, he. Um, remembered what a what a friend on his journey told him. Um, revenge is always in God's hands. So instead, look who showed up down the river. The chief and the daughter he saved. Mm. And he puts Fitzgerald in the river and slides him down in the river and he gets scalped again because Fitzgerald was already half scalped. He's already made a run into the Native Americans. What were your thoughts on that full circle scene, kid? Mm. You know what? It kind of reminded me of Lost. Full uh, circle. Facts, though. And, uh... Uh, this movie as a whole, every single scene just felt like it was nitpicked, you know, in just the perfect, yeah. perfect order, perfect way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Every single event was just laid out so well. And for them to, you know, just keep on making, like, foreshadowing, mm-hmm. referencing the foreshadowing, going back and just, you know, it's actually what happening. And uh, it is kind of full circle in a mm-hmm. way. Especially for Fitzgerald's case, and the way they were able to do that was was again just a special director. It w- it was powerful, and it's weird because like again, I'm not trying to insult the director, but like he's not done anything like this before, mm. and like since must have been on something while he's directing. Uh, bro, this. maybe because like it's not like a trippy movie like The no, Northman or anything but, like, like it, that. It's in tune, but the visuals almost make mm-hmm. it like like, but, you, but like you're saying in tune to... and trippy. Again, again, in tune, like you were saying, like, I can't stress this enough. Some of those little sound effects, they were able to put, mm-hmm. like, where words couldn't be yeah. and put the little sound effects because he can't tell you if something's going to pop off, you know? Mm-hmm. He can't scream, you know what I mean? He has a fucking hole in his neck. Yeah. So that the music's going to start building up, you know what I mean? The music's going to show emotion, you know, not only his facial expression, but, you know, instead of like, where words aren't, music is and that's where I love it. sometimes it, like you said it's not even music it's just a noise sometimes like it's it the makes creaking it. of the exactly. trees it's the wind it's mm-hmm. and it's done beautifully like mm-hmm. I, I imagine this definitely got nominated for like sound effects but I mean this definitely like again visually like you were saying at the beginning of the podcast Logan is probably one of the most spectacular looking movies you, I've ever I, seen you can tell that they took time to compose this oh, yeah, I wonder how long it took Probably years. Probably like five years, probably a little less. But that, I mean, you can tell when someone and a lot of people come together and put a lot of time into a project, something like this comes out of it, you know. But um, out of ten, let's go around here. What would you guys give this film? Ten, for sure. Logan ten. gives it a ten. Yeah, I, I think ten's all around here. And just for the pure fact alone of the cinematography, I think it would give it. A, I would still give it a ten. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to ask me a couple weeks ago, give me your top five movies. This movie probably it's wouldn't be in, be in it. There. It probably wouldn't be in it a couple weeks ago. But now me re-upping it and really appreciating it now, it's one million percent in my top five. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. to respect it. It's, it's better than any Marvel movie that's been on the past. Probably ever. <laughs> it's one of the greatest movies to me of all time. I, I think it's one of the best movies of this century yeah. so far. And, I mean, we have a long way to go. But yeah. I'm going to be watching this for, for years to come over yeah, and over again. Sure. Like every Show couple of years. To my kids. Oh, yeah. You have to. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's one of our masterpieces yeah. growing up. You know. And I want to speak on one more thing that happened in this movie. So I remember towards the beginning, um, when Glass's son is still alive, he tells him, "As long as you're breathing, keep fighting." Mm-hmm. And that's that. I said to you, 
like during Leo's adventure, I was like, look at him. Exactly. He didn't. Yeah. He he's he's breathing, so he's just fighting. He he's like, followed by his words. Like, literally, this is the whole movie. Like I, I think like that's like the theme of the movie. In my opinion, like, he did it for his son Hawk. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that they can just put those little things in there that make right. you think. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it going right back to where you said, like full circle. Exactly. Like, yeah. He said that before any event happened, just you know, telling his son. Foreshadowing. And then, and then the whole movie is that. Yeah. As long as you're breathing, keep mm-hmm. fighting. And like you said, it it was the theme mm-hmm. it, throughout the whole movie. Is like he was never gonna give up until he was done. Done breathing. Yeah. yeah. Literally. I mean, and that, I think that's honestly like you know, the last scene is his breath going out. It's fucked up, but it's also kind of beautiful in a mm-hmm. way. Like it's just a beautifully rounded story, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously they're taking from real life here and a real person, but they were able to make something like really special with it this is a movie. Story, though. His life it is, is a story. His life is a fucking movie, bro. I'm glad they were able to, you know, make a, a film about Hugh Glass. I mean, hell, we're still talking about this almost guy. Almost two hundred years later. Oh, it's two hundred years later now. It is <laughs> literally during that time. Almost two hundred years later. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's shout out to everyone for listening to this episode for sure, you know, mm-hmm. learning a little bit, not only about Hugh Glass, but maybe you'll go check out The Revenant yourself, but I, like like we all said, 10's all around, is there anything mm-hmm. else you guys wanted to touch up on? But, oh. Yeah, I was saying, you enjoy, like, Red Dead Redemption games, like, this is that exact time. <laughs> it's like, like I, I've been playing Red Dead 2 lately, so, like, it, it, it kind of tied in directly with that. It's like, true. that was a pretty cool little thing right there. But. True. I can see that too, yeah. kind of that same time period, mm-hmm. like you were saying, same time period, same look, same outfits, mm-hmm. same weapons. weapons yeah. yeah, that's really cool actually, good good reference there. Mm-hmm. But um, everyone out there, thank you for supporting Tea Time Reports, and uh, we really appreciate you, you all for listening to this episode. Thank you, Caden and Logan, for uh, giving the show your time today. And uh, everyone out there, have a great day, evening, night, week, month, year, <laughs> whenever, wherever you're listening to this, we appreciate you over here at Tea Time. So. Follow us if you like Bunda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that as well to all of our uh, chaps out there, if you will. But uh, peace out, everyone. This is Trevor, signing off. Could be anybody. <laughs>